Shot 13 of The Right Way to Do Wrong, an expose of successful criminals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leanne Howlett. The Right Way to Do Wrong, an expose of successful criminals by Harry Houdini. Shot 13. Bogus Treasures. Never believe that a so-called antique piece of furniture or a painting by one of the old masters is genuine, until its authenticity has been proven beyond a possible doubt. That is my advice, and if you, reader, could see some of the impositions practiced upon wealthy collectors and curio hunters, you too would take that view. The people who purchase this class of goods are usually new-made millionaires, ambitious to own an art gallery of old masters. It would give them little satisfaction to know that some of their priceless treasures are simply copies, and often poor ones at that. Monsieur Félix Duxnel, of Paris, famous as an art critic, says that certain galleries of ancient masters contain few pictures more than ten years old. Forged pictures are regularly included in sales of private collections in which they never belonged. Nor is a written and duly attested pedigree of the least value. I know of one case in London, where a dealer in fake antiques sought out an impoverished nobleman whose only property besides his title was an ancient manor house that was heavily mortgaged. The house was in a remote spot and had scarcely a stick of furniture left in it. The dealer bought it and sent out to it many van loads of paintings, black oak furniture, arms, armor, moth-eaten tapestry, etc. In a few weeks he announced a sale of art treasures at the ancient home of the last of an ancient race. The sale actually lasted several weeks as though the very sellers had been packed with art treasures. On the continent, to my certain knowledge, the case is even worse. One man that began life as a sculptor's assistant, but soon began the manufacture of imitations of ancient statues and antique furniture, and now makes about $7,500 a year and employs several workmen. His masterpieces are certain Greek heads attributed to Phidias, but he also makes 18th century and empire furniture. The opinion of such an authority is valuable. He says... You can take it as a fact that even an art expert can no longer tell if a piece of furniture is a forgery. At least, yes, he can tell if he takes the furniture to pieces, but few will dare incur that responsibility because you spoil the piece. This cultivator of the artistic sense talks to his friends of one of the best-known Paris collectors, who bought at an enormous price an 18th-century writing desk. He purchased with a written guarantee from a respectable dealer who was in good faith. Well, this table comes from my own workroom, only if I told the owner he probably would not believe me. A dealer who lives not far from the church of the Madeleine in Paris keeps the choicest fakes in his bedroom. He never shows his private collection, as he calls it, until the wealthy amateur cheerfully begs to see it. The gem of the collection is the dealer's own bed in Louis the Sixteenth style. He has sold his bed five or six times, but still sleeps well, I suppose because he lies so easy like a most honorable Frenchman. At this moment, 18th century engravings, including colored prints, are counterfeited on a vast scale. Jewelry is made to look old by steeping in sulfuric acid for silver or aqua regia for gold. The surface is worn with ground brick. The stones are then inserted and the whole is greased with tallow and rubbed in white soot. 
Greek and Roman jewels, Renaissance enamels, Episcopal rings, and Benvenuto Cellini plate are made in Germany. Vienna is specialized in counterfeiting 16th century enamels. Abbeville and Armians make flint arrow tops and hatchets for museums of geology. Old pewters are manufactured at Roden. Etruscan pottery comes from Leeds. In Holland, I met a student who was in demand as he could forge any of the old master's signatures on oil paintings. End of shot 13. Recording by Leanne Howlett.